With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Mitt. I am joined tonight by Mike Plank. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Oh, Andy, how you doing, buddy? You know, back for another go-around. Yeah. Sounds like you're oddly excited for some reason. Are you really looking forward to the Texas Tech game that much? Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's see how quickly Zayer can get fired after the Texas Tech game. <laughs> so, okay, so I guess that kind of answers the first question I was going to have, but uh, the fact that the KU's coming off the bye – and, and Tech, Tech just had a really, um, I guess, ex- exciting game against Oklahoma State this last weekend. Are you really giving them much of a chance at all against a Texas Tech team that, you know, they actually lost their, their top wide receiver in that Oklahoma State game? Um, but it doesn't sound like you really are giving them much of a shot. Uh, no. Uh, Texas Tech could roll out their C team and beat us by three touchdowns probably. Uh, I, know the line, I know the line's only 17, but that's a plug-and-play offense. and. Uh, I mean, I just I don't I don't know what you've seen out of Kansas that would make you think that they can stay within three touchdowns of Texas Tech. I mean, can we score on their defense? Maybe, but when Tech has played, actually, you know, bothered to play defense this year, uh, they've done rather well at it. I mean, they held Houston to 24 points. They held uh, I know it's an FCS team, but Eastern Washington has a great offense, and they're a top 10. FCS team, and they held them to 10 points. Uh, yeah, they got in a shootout with Arizona State, but, uh, I mean, Tech has played a little bit of defense this year. The offense hasn't missed to be. I, I just I, – I don't know how this game is at 63-30. to 30. I just don't. Yeah, I was really surprised to see that line. Um, you know, I think the only thing that kind of gives me hope that they can cover is the fact that Texas Tech's defense is improved, but most of their improvement is coming against the passing game. Um, so if, if Kansas can actually stick to the running game like they did against West Virginia, you know, they have a shot. You, of- you, ooh, 
You mean like they didn't against West Virginia because they started off running the ball very well, and then they went yeah, and then they went away from the run because oh, we're running the ball too much. We better throw a few passes. Here's a three and out. Here's a three and out. Here's a three and out. Hey, let's try running the ball again, you guys. Touchdown. Touchdown. Let's still passing the ball. Three and out. Three and out. Like it was right. embarrassing. Like I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. I know you're supposed to have balance or whatever, but if something's working, make them stop it first. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. I misspoke. Right. When they were being successful, they were they were sticking to the there. Team. You go. And so if if they've learned from that and decide that they can be a run heavy team, even with a guy like Peyton Bender and and an offense like the Air Raid, you know they have an opportunity to exploit the weaknesses of this Texas Tech defense. Now. That being said, I don't know how they're, you know, going to be able to stop Texas Tech from scoring at will. I mean, exactly. even though they're without their, you know, their, their number one wide receiver, the other receivers that they have, that's, a, that's their deepest position. And so they've got plenty of guys to plug in there. It's not like they really have to worry about that. And our defense is just going to get torn. You know, it, it was actually kind of funny. I was looking at some, some of the previews around, and – there was actually one of them that, even though it gives all the information for Kansas, they still have Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State up as the actual matchup, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> that game was so good they want to see it again. Um, but yeah. Of course, it goes on to talk about, you know, all, all, the, all the KU stuff. So, um, you know, but I was looking at some of the other things. They were talking about how uh, Texas Tech, you know, they have, they've, they've improved on defense, but it talks about all the improvements is the pass rush. So, you know, obviously our offensive line hasn't shown any capability to handle a pass rush. And since that's where Texas Tech is improving, for us to have any kind of shot, we have to avoid being rushed, passing the ball as much as possible, which means that we really just need to stick with the run as much as we possibly can and throwing in, you know, passes here, here and there, just keep the the other team honest. But, um, you know, it, it talks about how Kansas defense really can't do anything, hasn't done anything all year long. There's a... They they try to be somewhat positive about you know KU's chances, but really even like reading through the line you know in between the lines here of what they're actually saying, they're using all the positive language in the world that they can, but there's absolutely no way that they're giving anyone a chance uh, for yeah. Kansas to, to upset them. So sounds um, about right. And even if even if we do play it close or heaven forbid beat them, I'm not heaven forbid. That's a bad term. I mean I, I'm. Rooting for him to succeed, I really am. You know, like nothing better than for David Beatty and Shane Zinger to succeed and resurrect Kansas football. I just, over the last two and a half years and seven with Zinger, I haven't seen it yet. So how much time do you need? But that's another argument for, you know, another day and one that we've already had already multiple times. But even if they do, do play in close or do beat them, does that show progress? Eh, not necessarily. Texas Tech is one of those teams, kind of similar to TCU, where we've had success against them in recent years. Uh, you know, last year was a game well into the third quarter, even though the final score did not indicate as such. And then the previous two years, we almost beat them. So, I mean, we've had recent success against them. But I don't know that a, a close game or even a win necessarily shows progress here. Yeah, if, if, if I remember correctly, last year's game, it was like 26-19 late in the third quarter. Yeah, then, and then the bottom just dropped out on the defense. You know, the offense threw a couple picks that got run back really close for touchdown. Or, like, I think there was one that got run back for a touchdown. And I think we set them up inside the 10, like, twice. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Bottom fell out. And, of course, the defense put in impossible situations. And Texas Tech naturally ran up, ran up the score at that point. Um, but, yeah, I believe the last time that they played in Lawrence, it was, again, it was a close game in the fourth quarter. And then we just couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't keep it close. Um, they are, you're right, fairly similar to TCU. And, and a lot of that's kind of been the product of 
their defense has been so horrible that even when they can score a lot of points, all of their opponents have been able to score a ton of points too. Um, the offense at this point, actually, I think Texas Tech's offense has taken a slight step back from last year, but they were so phenomenal last year, you know, that taking a slight step back really is still a really good offense. So I, I have no, no illusions that, that KU is going to be able to stop anything that they want to do on defense. Um, and Texas Tech's defense has improved enough that, I, you know, our, our offense could be well improved even from last week against West Virginia, and I don't think it's going to make a difference. We're, we're not going to be able to, to, to stick with them at all. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, and it's unfortunate. But, you know, so I, I will ask you, though, um, you know, your thoughts. I mean, it, it sounds like you're, you're on board with what I was saying the other day on, on the site was, um, you know, that really it comes down to, Either we're going to limp along enough and have, you know, enough close, close losses or moral victories or even upsets like this if we were to win this game, um, that, that Beatty and Zing are going to be able to limp along without any real progress. Um, the, the, you know, the other two options would be that they flame out horribly and get fired at the end of this year, or they somehow magically turn it around really quickly. Um, I think really the only one that's a really bad outcome at this point would be you know, limping along, getting an occasional upset, just enough to keep them here without any tangible, you know, improvement. Um, and the reason I say that is because obviously, if they, you know, if they make real strides, that's a, you know, a huge positive. I would take that any of the week, but that's extremely unlikely, um, just based off of what we've seen. And you know, the other option is, is if they flame out horribly, then at least we get a chance to start over and have a good shot of finding a good coach. But if if, if all they do is limp along without any real progress. Um, you know, we have the rah-rah guys that are able to, to raise a lot of money and build facilities, but the football team never improves. I think that puts us in probably the worst situation possible because the longer, you know, this, this really bad situation keeps going on, the harder it's going to be to find a coach that's willing to come here who's actually going to be able to turn it around. Do you, do you agree with that assessment, or, or am I trying, trying too hard for the extreme there? Yeah, I don't I mean, there's always going to be – good coaches available, especially young, hungry coaches um, that would be willing to take a job like this. I mean, people call it a career killer or whatever, but, I mean, have we really tried? Other than David Beatty, have we really tried? Turner Gill has had success post-Kansas. And who is the other younger-ish guy other than him that we've tried hiring? So, I mean, I I don't know why you couldn't go get a Mac coach or a Sunbelt coach or a Mountain West coach and say, you know, Here's a million dollars a year. Hire whoever you want. Yeah, I mean, you got it because you got to take that. <laughs> you can't say Clint Bowen's your defensive coordinator. You've got to remove that obstacle. Um, but I, I think there's enough young, hungry guys out there every year that are going to say, ooh, you know, I get a bump in salary. And if I, and, and I think the point's been made on the website before, too, that, you know, even if I do fail, even if I can't do it, I can go back to, you know, Colorado State or Troy or wherever and be a, offense coordinator or even a head coach or whatever, but, and then work my way back up to, and try again somewhere else. But well, I, I think those, I think those kind of guys are all out there. Uh, you just got to find the right one. Well, I mean, yeah, look at, look at Turner Gillard, for example. Yeah. You know, flamed out here, but went back down and is coaching at Liberty and they had a huge upset of Baylor. And obviously Baylor is looking to be a horrible team this year, but that's still, you know, a big win he can put on his resume that, Hey, at a school like Liberty, I beat Baylor. You know, he's being talked about as a guy that is now starting to come back up. So it's taken a while, but yeah, you know, you know, 
with how bad he flamed out here, he's he's actually working his way back up the ranks, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, to see him get a, a lower level SBS job here in the next couple of years. He's, he's showing that, again that he can coach if he's in the right situation. So yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think coming here is a career killer for anyone else, but it can definitely set your career back if you if you flame out as horribly as some of these guys have. Um, you know, Beatty Beatty I don't think has ever got kind of gotten to the point where he's built himself enough of a name to torch it now. So, you know, even if this, even if he flames out horribly here, he can go and he can be an offensive coordinator, which he's never been before, and work right. his way back up yeah. into the head coaching spot. So Yeah, he, he can go be a wide receivers coach slash recruiting coordinator at an SEC school because guess what? That's where he came from. So he can go back to doing that if he's not successful here. Yeah, well, and you also have to think about it. You know, and anyone that wants to hold the Kansas job against him, it's really easy for him to say, look, I've never even been an offensive coordinator before. I got thrown in at a horrible program. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not really my fault. It was, you know, it was a really bad situation that I thought I'd be able to turn around, and it was just too bad. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he's going to be okay no matter what happens to him. Now, again, he's a, you know, he's, he's a big Kansas guy. I would love to see him be successful. Just how enthusiastic he is, just how much you can tell he cares about the program. But we've, you know, We've said time after time, it, it's not enough to care about the program. You actually have to give us results. And, you know, even if he's not able to do that, though, he's going to land on his feet. He'll be just fine. Um, so, I, you know, I guess let's go ahead and, and wrap up the, the discussion on, on the Texas Tech game. Do you, do you have, like, a, a score prediction? I, I know we usually do that in an article, but, I mean, is, is it going to be – are they even going to come close to covering the spread, do you think? No, I don't – They'll lose by four or five touchdowns, I think. I just don't see how they can keep up. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see them getting within three, but but I don't think it's going to get any closer than that. And with a line of 17 and a half, you know, they'd have to, they'd have to definitely keep it a lot closer. I think it's going to be fairly similar to the West Virginia game where they'll probably keep it close for a while. But, you know, mid-second mid half, they're, they're just finally that switch is going to flip and Texas Tech is going to run away with it. So, All right. Anything else to say about the Texas Tech game? I think we got it all. Yeah, un- un- unfortunately, and until we see something coming off the bye, it's really hard to, I guess, really get too deep into the discussion there. So, all right. So um, up next, we're talking about the, uh, the the volleyball team again. They actually were in action. We're recording this Thursday night, so it was last night they were at West Virginia. Uh, I know, I know, you said that you had a chance to watch that match. Was was there anything that you saw there? I know, you know, we've we've talked in the past that they kind of looked off. Um, that they just haven't been communicating really well, and then that there were some some issues there that they had to work out. From what you saw on Wednesday, does it look like they've worked those out? Uh, they have at least partially, I would say. They looked like a much better team, I thought. Uh, the the passing was much better. Um, the setting was improved, which is something to say with, you know, one of the best setters in the country on your team. But Avili had been struggling the last couple of weeks, I would say, maybe last two-ish weeks. Uh, you know, getting getting accurate sets, and now admittedly she's been trying to set a bunch of bad passes too. But uh, you know, some some of those were on her. Um, I did see <laughs> they did call one a double hit on her, which is when you don't hit the when you're trying to set the ball, um, you have to hit it with both hands at the same time. And instead she went that that you know, and uh, they, they called it on her, which I don't know if I've ever seen that, but. Uh, that was I think that was the only bad set she had all night long, but the rest of them were 
uh, were clean and crisp, and the, the attacking was good. Madison Rigdon was just unstoppable against West Virginia, and uh, it's kind of like uh, what Joe Dorsey Hall was talking about on the last interview that was posted on the website. Uh, was that West Virginia? They've got a newer, younger-ish coach who's, I think, in his maybe third or fourth year, so he's just now getting his system and his players in place, and they've they've been kind of at the bottom of the conference the last couple of years, and they're trying to work their way up, and you know, and it's a young, hungry West Virginia team uh, that pushed Texas to five sets in Morgantown just a week or so ago. So that was a it was a really good win for KU to just go in there, take the first two sets. Uh, they were both close. Uh, they were both back and forth affairs. KU would get a three or four point lead and then West Virginia would tie it and then KU would get a two point lead and West Virginia would tie it and it would just kind of go not really back and forth I don't know that KU ever trailed but uh, in, in the first two sets but um, you know they, they just they did enough to keep them at arm's length and keep them down and get those first two sets West Virginia came out strong and, and really kind of dominated that third set but you know that'll happen uh, it's a very <laughs> emotional game, I guess, and the, the roller coaster can go down on you pretty fast sometimes. But KU rebounded, or I guess third set. Uh, the KU rebounded really well. Fourth set, won the fourth set in equally dominating fashion against West Virginia there. So the first two sets were really close. The last two sets weren't as close for each team. So uh, I, I, I liked what I saw. I, I felt like they, they played a good game. I felt like they communicated pretty well. Um, I felt like the passing and setting was improved. And uh, and when your passing and setting is improved, that only helps your hitters. Uh, Kelsey Payne had a great game. I already talked about Rigdon for a second. Uh, and, uh, they, yeah, they, I think they just played a well – well-rounded game in general so uh, I was encouraged and uh, I think I think we have Oklahoma coming up maybe and then Texas is coming up here in just a week or so so uh, yeah things are getting getting in deep here pretty quick yeah it sounds like things are getting serious with, with the volleyball team but yeah I mean you know I've, I, I think volleyball is one of those sports where you know each individual set could be extremely close but it's a good win especially on the road if you can get out of there without it going to five sets. And, I mean, everyone in the Big 12 is good enough that, you know, you're not going to blow people out. You're not going to get straight sets consistently with, you know, winning each set by 10 points or anything like that crazy. Um, just because there is enough talent around the conference. Obviously, I mean, a, a sweep is nice, but, but a three-to-one win is, is still a really good result, especially going on the road. Um, you know, I think the one thing that, that has kind of surprised me is just how strong Madison Riggins come on, especially in comparison, or I should say, because, because Payne is playing so well as well, it's just Madison Rigdon has, has come on strong and she's been very, um, I guess, over the top about it, you know, where, where we had thought last year, you know, was, was Kelsey Payne's coming out party essentially where she exploded on the scene and you like every time she had a big performance, you knew she was having a big performance just because of the way she carried herself and kind of the way it was highlighted. Madison Rigdon is having that sort of year this year where, you know, everybody knew she was going to be a good player or everybody knew she is a good, a good player. Right. Um, and she has definitely contributed a lot in the past, but she's always kind of been, you know, the more, more of the supporting role where you didn't necessarily you know, think about her contribution as much. But this year, you know, she has been all over the place on the court. Um, you know, she has sparked a lot of rallies on her own. Uh, I believe I was watching that, that K-State match, 
Um, and, you know, and, and she had a, I believe that there was a stretch where she had like six or seven kills in a row, you know, and I mean, just powerful hits that you hadn't seen in a long time from her. And so I think she's having that sort of year. I wouldn't be surprised to see her get a lot of national awards with the way that she's been playing. I definitely think she has a shot at uh, first-team all-conference. I think Havili Payne and Rigdon all do. And then, uh, I mean, she should definitely be in the in the running for some sort of All-American nod, I would think. Uh, I think she's definitely one of KU's clearly top three players. Oh. Uh, maybe maybe even uh, more than that. Or, I mean, I, it's so hard to clean. You know, it's like – and it's like baseball, you know, they play different positions, so it's hard to compare them against one another. Um, but, I mean, she's probably KU's best server. She plays all the way around. She never comes off the floor. Right. Um, you know, she just the way she hits the ball, whether she's attacking from the back row or serving, like, it comes off. Uh, and, there, and you can serve in different ways. Like, you can um, you can kind of loop it over. You can line drive it over. You can put top spin on it. Um, you can knuckle it over. She has – it's very unique if you ever – kind of watch it closely it almost looks like a slider like a right-handed pitcher would throw a slider where it it, it kind of starts off straight and then it just sinks down and away from a right-handed batter and that's just got to be crazy hard to try to return and I, I think i don't have the stats in front of me i think she's one of the conference leaders and aces because of that and and her attacks especially her back row attacks are the same type of thing and she can place them whenever wherever she wants them she can get them over the block, but still hit them hard enough, and then the ball will slice down towards the court and hit the line, or, or whatever she needs to do. And she's just, she's just very good. She's very accurate, and uh, she's just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's definitely been great watching the team this year. So, like 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 you were saying, yeah, they have Oklahoma coming up uh, on Saturday at 7 p.m. And I'm actually trying to pull the schedule up right now so I can see Texas is on Wednesday the 11th. I can tell you that right now. And that's and that is uh, that is going to be a nationally televised game or match, isn't it? On I want to say on the Deuce maybe or on ESPNU, one of those I think. Yeah, it might be ESPNU, but yeah, they they definitely have have that nationally televised coming up, so that will be interesting as well. All right, any other thoughts on on, on the volleyball team? Oh, I think I'm good. All right, so yeah. Um, I guess, you know, we'll actually make this a short one tonight. Um, but just kind of the, the weekend coming up, we do have um, the tennis team is in action. Actually, they, they were in action today, women's tennis. Uh, they have a tournament that looks like all weekend long. Uh, the, the swim team is in, is in action tomorrow. They have uh, a, a meet like against Liberty. And then, let's see, obviously football, Texas Tech on Saturday. Friday night, uh, the border, I'm sorry, the Sunflower Showdown. Uh, the KU women soccer team is hosting Kansas State at 7 p.m. out, out at Rock Chalk Park. Uh, so if you guys are in the area, that's, that's definitely a good one to grab. Um, uh, for, first ever meeting, by the way, because K-State uh, just formed their women's soccer program last year. So this is their first this is their second year of play and their first matchup with KU. So. That's right. I had forgotten about that. So, yeah. So, you could, you know, any, anyone in the area, that would be a – Be a part of history. Uh, right. Be, be a part of history. <laughs> we also have um, the softball team is in exhibition action on Saturday, 10 a.m. against uh, St. Mary. And that will be out at Araka Ballpark. 
Aracha, I believe it's actually pronounced. They actually will be playing uh, a doubleheader, and they'll also be playing Cowley County Community College. So, uh, good chance to go see the softball team in action, you know, early action before the season actually gets started. Uh, it's, it's for a bad time for, for baseball and softball, so I definitely recommend getting out there if you have the opportunity. And then, um, obviously, we, you know, we have the volleyball team that's, that's in action on Saturday night against the Rome as well. So it's, a, it's an action-packed weekend for Kansas sports. Uh, I definitely recommend you guys, you know, catch as much as you can. Uh, I believe every single one of those will be broadcast in some form on the online radio streaming. Um, so if you want to check in with those, that's an option for you. So, All right. Well, um, I guess we'll go ahead and leave it there. Mike, thanks, thanks for joining me tonight. Um, any, any final thought you want to leave with us? Uh, I'll just leave you with one thought, Andy. What's that? Rock Chucks. Rock Chucks. And Fire Zanger, right? <laughs> and, oh, hey, you know what? That's an even better one. Hashtag Fire Zanger. There we go. All right. Thank you guys for listening tonight. Um, we will hopefully be back with at least some sort of positive take. Um, on, on next Tuesday. Uh, we do have some, some exciting guests coming up in our next episode. Uh, Jesse Newell will, will be with us sometime next week. We're still trying to iron out the details there. Um, we are going to try to get an interview with the uh, Jayhawk Club hockey team as well next week. Um, it may not happen until the week after that, um, but, but we do have both of those coming up, and uh, we are going to try to get Jill Dorsey Hall on the podcast at some point here in the next couple weeks as well. So. We have a lot sure. of exciting guests coming to you guys, so definitely stay tuned. And we will catch you next time on the Rock Chalk Talk Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.